Hello, and welcome to Improbable Things. I'm Jay Grace Pennington, and this is my podcast where I share six improbable thoughts before breakfast, and those are six thoughts about reading or writing. And so thank you all for listening, and I'm ready to dive in for the day. First, I wanted to apologize for missing last week. That was because I lost my voice yet again due to allergies, and obviously that really is not going to work for podcast recording. So um, thankfully, the past couple days, it's finally come back again. Here's hoping it's the last time for the year, but regardless, I'm glad to be back, Um, and I've got lots of interesting updates to share. Number one... Uh, let's see, I think it was two days ago, uh, I finished the big rewrite on Firmament Eleftheria. So that's the part where I go through and retype the entire thing. And so that is definitely very time consuming, but I'm really happy with how it turned out. I was definitely able to, um, I think, incorporate the thing, the, the slightly bigger changes that I need to make. I was able to you know, incorporate them uh, kind of holistically into the story. Uh, I, at least, you know, from my perspective, I think it worked out well. I think that um, I was able to make a lot of improvements. Um, and honestly, I am, I'm happy with how it's turned out. And uh, now all I need to do is go through it, um, just kind of smaller edits now, just kind of going over it with a fine tooth comb over the next couple of days before I send it off to be, you know, to, to my actual editor. And just doing things like, you know, obviously looking for mistakes, Um, But then also just, you know, sentences that don't sound quite right. I read it aloud to myself so that I can see if there's something that just sounds weird, if I'm repeating words close together, you know, all those kinds of things. Removing a lot of superfluous commas because I tend to overuse commas um, when I'm writing. But then when I'm reading, that really annoys me. So (laughs) I'm trying to see it as a reader and, you know, take out the ones that don't need to be there. And then also just things like I was... uh, looking at a, a part where some Andy's meeting some of her friends in, in the mess hall for a meal. And then she says something about seeing them seated at a small round table. And then literally two sentences later, it's suddenly a, you know, long, narrow table or whatever, <laughs> rectangular table. I can't remember, but so trying to catch all those kinds of things. Cause I've definitely had some books that have gotten published still with pretty bad mistakes like that in there. So we can't avoid it that would be nice but anyway it's going well i'm super excited to get that off to the editor over the next couple days number two one thing that i've seen a lot in this book and all my writing that i've had to um, work on in the editing stage so like the commas problem is the word slightly and my editor definitely knows what i'm talking about here because he had to remove probably like at least a hundred uses of the word slightly in one of my recent books. And uh, so I thought, I would have thought I would have learned my lesson after going through all of that. But I still kept finding it in there when I was rewriting. And it's just such a crutch word because, you know, I'm wanting to say, I don't know, just, it, I, I feel like for me too, it's sort of like not wanting to fully commit to whatever motion or tone I'm describing. Like if I don't want to full on say that such and so sounded angry, I'll say they sounded slightly angry or, or if someone was startled and they jumped and, but I don't want to like full on say they jumped. So I'll just say that they jumped slightly. And and I think it's a little bit of a cop out the way that I use it and I need to just fully commit to these actions. And so, you know, obviously there's a place for it. I may have left one or two in, 
but I really am trying to pretty much do away with that word. And number three, so while it is being edited, I'm going to work on finishing up the cover um, because like I mentioned a while back, I was working on the back cover copy and um, just needing to get that and the title and byline and all those things plugged into the really beautiful cover art that I have. Um, but then I realized the editing was going so slow. I really needed to put any like writing time that I had into that. But then, you know, I realized like, oh, well, once it's off with my editor, then I really can't do anything toward it until he's done. So that's going to be the best time to work on, you know, just finishing up the cover. So I'm going to be doing that. And so sometime in there, I should be doing a cover reveal, which is going to be really fun. I think I, my cover artist is just super talented, always does an amazing job. And I'm really excited to share and reveal this new cover with everyone. Number four, I know I mentioned last time, a couple weeks ago, that we were enjoying going to the library, but that obviously there's a lot of kids' books that are not appropriate or just strange or whatever, and so sometimes they have trouble finding books. Um, and so uh, last week, we decided to go to a toddler story time at our local library, and I'd been wanting to do it for a while, but either it was a day we couldn't make it or you know they weren't having the program you know, at that time or whatever. So then they started up something for the summer on Tuesday mornings. And so, um, we were really excited and I took my girls. And so at first it was super cute. The girls were having fun and doing, you know, little songs and, you know, little like dances and really cute. Lots of other toddlers there. There was probably like 20 other families there. Like it was, the room was pretty full. Um, and then the lady starts reading this book about families and different kinds of families and start saying that, you know, some families have two dads and some have two moms, you know, etc. <laughs> and I was just pretty stunned because I wasn't expecting that, you know, in just a simpler, simple toddler story time. And I mean, I know things like that are very prevalent, obviously, and especially, you know, this month. And, you know, I know that there's things in libraries that have been going on, but just like, in our little local Texas library for like very little kids. I was not expecting that. So I got my girls and took them out. Thankfully they didn't complain. <laughs> they just followed me and we did something else fun. But um, it was just discouraging because, you know, I feel like something like that should be, um, should not be a time for controversial things. <laughs> and, you know, I was telling, I was telling some people when I was talking about it later, it's like, I'm not asking them to read things, you know, about Christianity or anything like that either. Like, I think all the parents there, you know, we're just looking for something to occupy our kids, like get out of the house, have a, you know, a little fun experience together. We're not looking for anything that we have to like sit down and explain to little tiny kids. <laughs> and so, you know, I just want stories about, you know, zoo animals or, you know, just innocent sort of nothing, like just fun stuff for kids. So, I was definitely unhappy about that and just wondering, you know, where can I take them that, you know, is going to not be something that I feel like I'm going to have to protect them from. And obviously it's harder and harder in this world and finding that balance where obviously they will be exposed to things and I will have to talk to them about it, but um, I don't really want to be explaining these things to them right now while they're two and three. So anyway, that was just an interesting experience. And uh, we'll just have to find some different ways to enjoy the library, I guess. 
So number five am I currently reading? Um, I'm finally reading a book called Death by Living by N.D. Wilson. And I bought this book like probably 10 years ago because a lot of my friends were obsessed with it. And I don't even think I have any contact with any of those friends anymore. Like it's not people I'm really still friends with. Um, unless I'm forgetting someone, which I probably am. But anyway, I had a lot of friends that really liked this book and I found it on sale at Mardell, I think. And so I grabbed it and then I just never got around to it because I have literally hundreds of books that I haven't gotten around to. Um, so I have been reading it and it's so, it's very interesting. It's, I don't even know how I would describe it exactly. Like it's Christian nonfiction for sure, but it's just a very unique style um, it's very wrapped up in, you know, life and story and, you know, storytelling and, and living out stories and, you know, that sort of thing, which I'm sure is why all my writer friends really related with it. And um, Wilson writes in very, he writes very uniquely, like the things he says are, he doesn't say things in the way that you're used to hearing them, like he'll use metaphors or you know describe things using words that you don't normally hear them describe just things like that like it's a very unique style and I really admire that because I do think that's that's kind of hard and that is a kind of creativity that I struggle with it's easy for me to just and for everyone to just pick up on you know the the normal ways of saying things because it's right there in your head and and being able to see things differently and say things differently, I think is, um, it's, it's really good as a writer. Like it, you, it makes you stand out, which is hard to do when there's like thousands of millions of books out there. And so, you know, I've read plenty of books, obviously of Christian nonfiction, but this is one that stands out because of the style and the viewpoint of the writer. And so anyway, I'm only a few chapters in, but I'm definitely enjoying it. And just the perspective on like the the beauty of life in the mundane and, you know, fully living our stories, um, is something that I really like. So we'll see how the rest of the book goes, but, um, so far definitely really interesting. Number six, I wanted to talk a little bit about the firmament series as a whole and just the purpose and intention behind it, because actually this month it's 10 years since I published the first book. So it's a decade now firmament. Um, and I had hoped I would have more books out by now, but still, you know, I have made a decent amount of progress in the series, getting book seven out. And I just have been thinking back on, you know, the last 10 years of working on it and why I started it, why I continue it. And just thought I would share that a little bit on my ramble for this week, because I, I think too, when you start, when you work on something that long, and I have a lot longer to go, obviously you change and your perspective changes, like things that I like in writing have, you know, changed some, you know, so it's just the, the fact that I've stuck with it for this long, I think also really shows me that I really, well, for one thing, I really just enjoy it. I really do just like love the characters. I love these kinds of stories with like mystery and science fiction. And so it's all things I still really love, but also the bigger purpose behind it is still something I really believe in and care about. And honestly, that was just that, you know, as a young adult myself, I loved science fiction and I loved Star Trek and I loved exploring things through, you know, speculative stories. And I just couldn't find a lot of those kinds of stories that 
I felt reflected me and my worldview and the way that, that I think about things and the way that I believe. There's so little of that. And again, especially for young adults, like there, there is obviously a lot of young adult fiction out there and, you know, some is good, some is bad, whatever. But there, I just wasn't seeing like the kind of young adult science fiction that I wished I could be reading. (laughs) And again, like I love Star Trek and I love that kind of story. And yet Star Trek and most other things like it are so, you know, humanistic and um, just aren't, do not reflect you know, the way that I believe and that I see things. And so I wanted to create that. And I wanted to do that for other young adults like me that would enjoy that kind of story and yet be able to have a resource for it where you're not going to be bombarded with um, things that you're kind of having to filter out. Like, obviously, you shouldn't read anything without thinking or assessing it. But there are things that are going to be just a little bit, if it's more aligned, if you go in something knowing it's more aligned with how you think, like you don't have to be as on your guard and you can enjoy it more, I think. Anyway, and so I wanted to create that for other young adults. And I still believe that that is really a need. Like in the 10 years since I wrote that, I still haven't seen really anything else that is what I wanted. (laughs) And so I still think that that need is there. And I have found, you know, like I don't have, I'm not that popular I don't have like a huge fan base or following but there are there is a small group of people that really love the series and I think it's for that same reason that I like they love the same things in stories and in series and in science fiction that I loved and those kinds of stories for young adults are just so rare and so I wanted to be the one to step up and to fill that need you know even in in just a small way and just a starting point and so that's what I hope for them And I hope that, you know, because of the nature of books, you know, they'll still be out there, you know, as kids, like I keep thinking about one day reading them to my girls, like when they are older. So there's like young kids now who might enjoy the series in the future because there just isn't a lot else out there that I feel has, you know, really solid Christian values that still has this kind of story and this, this tone and just, I don't know, just the young adult Christian speculative fiction market is still definitely not full. So that is just really the basis of why I do it. Again, also very much enjoy it and love the characters. So that helps. But anyway, so I'm grateful I started it 10 years ago and really looking forward to seeing how the future of the series goes. you all for listening i hear my girls waking up so i gotta go take care of them but i'm glad i managed to get this recording in before we get the day started um, because i really wanted to sit down and just share with all of you how everything's going and um, just a few updates and, and thoughts about my writing and things that are going on so i hope that everyone has a great day and a great weekend and also a great independence day with family and friends hopefully you can get some good reading in let me know what you're reading thoughts about anything i've said as always and stay improbable bye